You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. I am Seth Peterson. I am Debbie Hedron. I'm Rhonda Schwartz. I'm Josh Roberts. This is Jesslyn Gilson. Hello, I'm Victor Webb. Hi, this is Charlotte Ross. Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. What's up, you guys? This is AJ from the Backstreet Boys. Hi, this is Shannon Elizabeth, and you're listening to Talking Pets. Talking Pets. Talking Pets. And you're listening to Talking Pets. Talking Pets. Talking Pets. With John Patch. John Patch. You're listening to Talking Pets with John Patch. Hello, America, and welcome to Talking Pets with your host, John Patch. Join John and his expert guests with all of your pet questions, concerns, comments, and stories. Now it's time for Talking Pets with your host, John Patch. And welcome to Talking Pets, heard coast to coast on your favorite radio station. This is Talking Pets, and I'm John Patch. Joining us is Dr. Vincentonzi from the Hillsborough Community College Veterinary Technology Program in Plant City, Florida. Here to answer your medical questions and your behavior questions about your pets at 844-287-2876. That's 844-287-2876. When you call into that number, you'll speak with Mr. Zach Buden. Hadley Doodley, Happy New Year. And he'll put you on the line with us. That's 844-287-2876. The show is produced... In-house by the ever-so-lovely Miss Lexi Lab. Hi. Hi, Lexi. How are you? Good. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Once again, you are listening to Talking Pets, and we are live, and we'd like to talk with you. The doctors are in, and uh, they're here to answer your questions, medical and behavior about your pets. So pick up the phone and give us a call, because we want to talk with you. But once again, the number is 844-287-2876. 844-287-2876. The lines are open. I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Vince Santonzi. I'm Lexi Lapp. And I'm Zach Buden. And this is Talkin' Pets. Listening to Talking Pets. Once again, I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Vince Santonzi. I'm Lexi Lab. And I'm Zach Buden. We're all here and we want to talk with you about your pets. The lines are open at 844 287 2876. That's a toll free telephone number. 844 287 2876. So pick up the phone and give us a call if you've got a medical question or a behavior question about your pets. How was your, uh, how was your holiday there, Vince? It was Vince? good. Good. It was, uh, you know, it's, I'm glad it's over. You and me both. I'm so glad. You know, we always say that. Yeah, you know, it's, it's. I don't know, they're not the same. Like, if you have kids, I think that's great. I've or if you are a kid, that. it's yeah. great. Because yeah. Santa Claus comes in the whole on thing. But as you get older, it's kind of like, oh, I'm tired. And I'm tired of spending all that money. And all the <laughs> cooking and the getting ready to, you know, have people over yeah. and the Visiting parties. And I, need a, uh, I need a vacation to recuperate from the vacation. Most people do. Yeah, yeah. I actually uh, went home to see the family, which was great. I haven't seen them in two years and um so it was great to actually see them up there but pennsylvania 
Right. Now I know why, why I don't live in Scranton. <laughs> how, how, uh, you know, Scranton was ranked like one of the most depressed or number one depressive city in the, in the country. How I was can, the weather? I can see why. <laughs> but um, uh, actually, the weather was odd. It was in the 60s. Oh, well, that's not too bad. 50s and 60s. Well, for winter, mm. um, you know, December, January, you think it'd be a lot colder. Yeah. I mean, we produced a show, so everybody knows around the, around the world, basically from Tampa Bay, Florida, and right now it's in the 80s. So it's not really this winter is why I here. Love it here. <laughs> <laughs> we were sitting out on our porch. Uh, we've been doing that like as quite a bit lately. I don't know if it's been unseasonably pleasant, but it, uh, it has been. We just—that's why we love Florida. Every time we sit on our porch and look out on the lake, we're like, "This is why we love Florida." Well, this is this is our best time of the year for mm-hmm. Floridians, for people in the South, yes. because you know during the summer we suffer. Whereas up north, everybody up north has better weather, you know, and right. you know, they get to enjoy it. And at wintertime, though, they have all the cold and the snow, which everybody listening is probably experiencing right now. Well, maybe maybe not, because it still was warm up there. But um, down here, it's like, this is what we get, 70s and 80s during the day. So it's, it's nice. Yeah, you can keep the snow. Dr. Lisa likes um, four seasons. Yeah. But I like one season, summer. That's you know, good enough for I've me. I've been in Florida for uh, many amount of years, and we're getting the four seasons here, I think. I mean, we get our cold weather. It's gone down into the 20s and stuff. It's been cold. Granted, we don't get snow. But the one year, I had there was an ice storm here. We had sleet and hail. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, uh, yeah, Mother Nature is changing on us. It is. I got to ask you, though, with, you know, speaking of the cold weather and stuff like that, what is like with dogs? They have some people will say they have two coats. Mm-hmm. What is that? What, what what exactly does it mean by having two coats? There's an undercoat and an upper coat, and during the summer months, I guess they shed the one coat, but during the winter, do they get more hair? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. They do. They actually will. They shed. Um, there's a lot of things associated with when they lose their hair. It's hormonal, seasonal. For us, it's when genetic. We get yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like me, um, but uh, yeah, dogs me. dogs will uh, shed. You know, generally at certain times of the year, they might shed a little bit more. And again, it depends on the breed too. Um, but that uh, that fur is a is a great insulator, and it it really you know it keeps them very warm. Um, so they don't they can deal with cold weather a lot better than we can. I mean, you got to remember and. Wild dogs live outside, and wolves and, and foxes, they're outside all the time in all weathers. So they can deal with the cold uh, pretty well. Cats, too. Mm-hmm. But there is times where it gets so bitter cold that even though they have that winter coat, it's good to bring them in. Of course. I mean, they're pets, so obviously we're not going to treat them like they're, they're wild animals. And um, we're, you know, our animals are all indoor animals, um, uh, as they should be. You know, I heard an interesting factoid the other day. How how long do you think a uh, the lifespan of an indoor cat is? Average lifespan indoor of an indoor cat. Sixteen years. I Sixteen would, to eighteen. Okay. Sixteen to eighteen. I would say indoors. Right. I, I would give it probably average now. Oh, average. Yeah. I'd probably say they they live into their you know eighteen to twenty two somewhere in there. They do. Average is probably about twelve years. 12 years? What do you think? Indoor? The, indoor. Average. What that's, do you think? The, that's depressing. Yeah. It is depressing because mine are 16. I know. Mine's only two. Well, you've got to take into account the fact that a lot of kittens, 40% of litters die. So even if you have an indoor cat and you know, she queens and she has a litter, 
up to up to 40 or 50 percent of that litter may die so that probably brings the overall numbers down for okay. the average lifespan well i'd have to say that because i think like i know through the show actually um cats are living a lot longer sure people that call up questions and comments about their cats they're a lot older we had woman one woman call i'll never forget she said her you know this is what she said. Mm-hmm. Her cat was 29. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it certainly happens. But the average lifespan, but here's the point. So the average lifespan is, okay, let's say 12 years. Let's even say it was 9 or 10 years average. Mm-hmm. What do you think the average lifespan is for a cat that goes outside? Got to be much less. Six. Two. Two years? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, because, I mean, you've got so many variables there mm-hmm. be- between cars and right. weather. and Absolutely. And pest, uh, uh, you know, bugs, um, so much things that other cats, uh, dogs. Yeah. I mean, kids. And you know, I tell that to people, and I always get someone go, "Well, you know, we had a cat that she was indoor outdoor when I was a kid, and she lived to sixteen, eighteen years old." Well, sure, it's going to happen, but how many times do you what you don't hear, or are all the cats or people who sit would say, "Yeah, you know, we had an outdoor cat one time, and one day she just never came back." Yep. Mm-hmm. Right, that happens so much more. They didn't so exactly only, run away. You only hear about the anomalies uh, for the ones that go outside and may have lived a longer life, you know, lifespan. But the average is about two years. So you definitely, definitely want to keep your cats uh, and, of course, your dogs uh, inside. That's what we always say. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I don't believe in cats going outside. There are those exceptions, though, where people, and you know, it's going to happen. What you're talking about, the expectancy. But there's the people that call on to the show that live on farms, yes, uh, have acres and acres of land, and they use right. barn cats, yeah. which the barn cats take care of the mice and the rats and so on and so forth. So, Mousers. We call them mousers. Yeah. So I can kind of see that. I mean, mm. that's going to happen. But, I mean, for the m- domestic city people, suburb people, yeah. I would say keep them indoors at Absolutely. all times. They so much They don't healthier. need to go outside. Yeah, right? so, so much more healthy. Mine don't. The only place where mine go is I've got a uh, caged in pool, so they go out and lay around there. You yeah. know, when, when the weather's nice, yeah. like during the winter, they'll mm-hmm. go out when I can keep the doors open and stuff. But then, lately, I've been having snake issues. <laughs> I've in had, your pool? No, yeah. in my house. I've had two rattlesnakes in my house. And that's because I leave the doors open. Let me lift my feet up here. I'm off telling the floor. you. So they come in. <laughs> so you got to be careful. You know, leave doors open and doggy doors even. Things climb in. So mm-hmm. you got to be careful on that. But once again, you're listening to Talking Pets, and we'd like to talk with you. The number is 844 287 2876. That's 844 287 2876. Check out talkingpets.com. No G in the talking, and join us on Facebook and Twitter. I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Vince Santonzi. I'm Lexi Lapp. And I'm Zach Buden. Talking Pets. There's nothing more delicious and healthy than an old family recipe. And for over 50 years, our family's been creating them especially for your pets. Nutrisource Super Premium Pet Foods. Dog and cat food that's all natural, holistic, and organic. Nutrisource Pet Foods contain our patented Good for Life system for your pet's optimum health and well-being. So order now. Safe quality food made by our family for your furry family members. Go to NutrisourcePetFoods.com. From our family to yours, family brands. Pet Life Radio, the number one pet radio network on the planet, joins forces with iHeartRadio to put the power of your pets in your pocket. Download the iHeartRadio app and rock Pet Life Radio on your phone, on your tablet, on your Xbox, in your car. Pet talk, pet tunes, and fun pet times. Pet Life Radio and iHeartRadio. Positively possum. 
Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. And once again, Happy New Year to everybody listening to Talkin' Pets. We are live and want to talk with you at 844-287-2876. So pick up the telephone, give us a call if you've got a story to share, or you got a medical question or a behavior question about your pets, no matter what it is, give us a call, 844-287-2876. Dr. Vince here is also the director of HCC's uh, tech program, uh, your vet tech program for certification. If you have got a question, maybe you're thinking about going to school and you want to become a vet tech, he's the one that can answer those questions for you, no matter where you are in the country, he can answer that. It's a big profession right now, isn't it? It is, yeah. And we need more vet techs, yep. certified vet techs. Um, is a big need in Florida. And um, it's it's the fifth career field in the nation right now. And if you got a question about that, give us a call, 844-287-2876. A tidbit of information. The United Nations has declared 2015 to be the International Year of Light. The Year of Light commemorates the uh, uh, centenary of Einstein's formulation of the theory of general relativity, which predicted that light is deflected by gravity. We lose gravity, what happens? We float away. <laughs> we, <laughs> we can can't jump a see lot. anything. We can jump a lot higher. Yeah. Jump around. You remember that song? Yes. <laughs> uh, 844-287-2876 is the number. 844-287-2876. But you were talking about cats and everything like that and life expectancy and everything. But... You know, I've had my cats, like I said, indoors for 16, 17 years. They're going on 17, and they do have thyroid. Both of them have thyroid issues. Um, Oh, both of them do. Yeah. Originally, the male did, Snowball, Mm -hmm. um, but then all of a sudden, which is more common, isn't it, in males than females? Um, I don't know about thyroid, uh, hyperthyroidism. Uh, Diabetes is in cats. Diabetes mellitus is more common in males. But all of a sudden, Rain, the female cat, got diagnosed with a thyroid issue, so they're both on pills. Um, Mm Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's you know, I give them a pill every day, and that's a cheaper route than going with, you can do radiation therapy. It is. You could do radiation as long as their kidneys are in good shape. Um, you can also do surgery and have the um, cancerous thyroid uh, tissue removed. Or you can, uh, which will, will cure it, radiation will cure it. Yeah, Pills like, won't cure it. Pills I heard the radiation therapy is about $2,000. It's it a one-shot yeah. only, but yeah. 2000 or the pills work just as well, but you got to give them a pill every day. That's the thing. A lot of people choose to go with medication because um, it it seems to be cheaper. But you got to you know figure you're spending a lot of money on on the the medication for the rest of the cat's life. Uh, so you you know if you choose to go with the radiation or with the surgery, you know it's a one time thing, and then the cat's cured. But how is the radiation actually in terms for a cat um, that has a thyroid issue? Is that 
detrimental to them if they're an older cat? I mean, Only if, if, as long as they have healthy kidneys, their kidneys can, you know, metabolize and eliminate the radioactive um, uh, iodine. But, uh, so they'll only uh, do radiation therapy with a cat that's a, a good candidate, good kidneys. Well, what exactly does a thyroid, if there's a problem, like you were saying cancerous mm -hmm. thyroid, right. um, what does that do to a cat? I mean, how do you know if your cat has that? Because... Like mine, I noticed with the male, um, yeah. more so than the female, because I didn't even notice much of anything going on with her. Uh, she always seemed the same, you know, and then when we took her in for the checkup because of Snowball, the male cat, um, then she got diagnosed with a thyroid issue. But with him, I noticed uh, weight differences. Like all of a sudden, he'd be heavy, and then all of a sudden, he'd be thin. Yeah, and that's one of the hallmark signs of hyperthyroidism in cats is they will lose weight even if they remain voracious eaters. Uh, because oh, their metabolism, yeah, yeah, their metabolism is, is just m much higher. So they'll eat and eat and eat, but yet they'll lose weight. Or they won't gain weight at the very least. And um, you, can, uh, you can actually feel, if the thyroid gland gets cancerous and it gets big enough, you can actually feel it. It's one of the ways we can, you know, we can check to see if a cat has a thyroid issue is we'll run our, our fingers down along their, the sides of their, their trachea, their windpipe, and when we get to where the thyroid is, normally you won't feel anything with a normal-sized thyroid gland. But if you have a, a cancerous thyroid gland and it's, it's larger than it should be, your fingers will feel a little like a slip. It's called a thyroid slip. And then, of course, you follow that up with blood work to confirm. Uh, but, yeah, you can, you can feel it if it gets big. And I felt some that are the size of um, you know, walnuts. They're that big. It's funny that you say that because as, as I run my fingers down his throat sometimes, I give, if I'm giving him a pill, I massage mm -hmm. his, not only his mouth, mm -hmm. to make sure he swallows it because he's right. tricky. He'll actually take that pill and stick it in the side of his mouth, and then <laughs> next thing I know, he'll go run behind the couch and yeah. he'll spit it out. <laughs> I'm like, you're not stupid. Um, so I watch contract. him. And I, yeah, really. And I rub the throat, but then I notice that there is a lump there, like a little bit of a, sure. like a nodule. A goiter. Uh, it's, it's just the, it's the cancerous tissue because what happens is, you know, cancer is just an uncontrolled growth of cells. So the, the thyroid gland actually enlarges, and it's still functional which is why the cat is hyperthyroid as it gets bigger and all of those extra cells are still making thyroid hormone. But so the medication the doesn't cure much. it though? What the med medication does is it blocks those all of those cells from making thyroid hormone. So even though there's more cells and they all want to make thyroid hormone, the medication blocks the process so they can't make it. But it doesn't do anything for the thyroid growth. It doesn't do anything for the, the, the cancer itself. It just blocks the process of making thyroid hormone and once you take the cat off thyroid medicine it just goes back to being hyperthyroid because those cells just go right back to making more thyroid hormone that's why the only way you can really cure it is to do surgery to take those that cancer out take those cancerous cells out or do radiation to to basically fry those cells with radioactive substance and they'll it destroys them and the cancer is actually destroyed and then the thyroid goes back to normal size and normal function. Can a cat live a normal life on medication, sure. though, versus, like, having radiation Absolutely. done? Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that can, was, you, can you check it yourself? Well, you've got to know where to, you know, exactly how to feel. Um, so, you know, don't... Uh, 
you know, there's a lot of things that you can mistake for the thyroid gland. Yeah. Uh, especially if you have a, a cat that's got a lot of fat nodules or things like that, you might mistake it. So you got to know what you're, you're feeling for. And your vet, your vet can do that and just a routine exam. Whenever I do a routine exam, I always check the thyroid for a thyroid slip. Yeah. Well, once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. We do want to talk with you, so pick up the phone and give us a call at 844-287-2876. Maybe you got a question about your cat. Uh, does it have a thyroid issue? Do you notice the weight differences? Could be. Uh, but Dr. Vince is in the house, so he'll answer that question for you. But give us a call at 844-287-2876. Also, check us out at TalkinPets.com, T-A-L-K-I-N, Pets.com. There's some great stuff on there, as well as a cat video that I posted about uh, cats in the new year. Pretty funny, actually. So check that out at TalkinPets.com. No G in the talking. And join us on Facebook and Twitter. Become part of our family. I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Vince Santonzi. I'm Lexi Lapp. And I'm Zach Buden. And you're listening to Talking Pets. Your dog loves going for a walk, but what do you do when the weather just won't cooperate? Your canine companion shouldn't have to come home cold, wet, and uncomfortable. Zippy Dynamics has created a chic, revolutionary, and functional suit that covers your best friend from head to toe. Our apparel is stylish and remarkably protective against all weather. You and your dog deserve the best, and Zippy Dynamics is here to provide. Visit ZippyDynamics.com now and receive free shipping on all orders for a limited time. Zippy Dynamics, clothing of a different breed. Calling all pet product manufacturers and pet experts. Let the public relations and marketing professionals at Whitegate PR get you featured in the news. I'm Dana Humphrey at Whitegate PR, and we have been specializing in pet product PR for over 10 years and can get your brand featured in the media from TV to radio to print to blogs. You can find out more at www.whitegatepr.com. Hi, this is Jody Miller-Young from Bark and Swagger. Tune in for everything pet fashion and more. From fashion tips and runway trends, products and designs I love, to fabulous home decor for your furry friend, you'll find it all here. Be the first to discover the new. So what are you waiting for? Find me on Pet Life Radio. And remember, when fierce fashion calls, bark and swagger. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. And you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Vince Santonzi. I'm Lexi Lab. And this is Spotlight Interview with Dr. Vince. Dr. Vince, I want to ask you: as you are, is your title director yes. on HCC, and that's for the uh, vet- certified veterinary technician. So if you want director to become a vet, vet tech, tech program, yeah. And so, what's the difference? Because I know around the country there are still some vet techs that work that are not certified versus ones that are certified. Right in Florida too. Yeah, the certification is just a, uh, it's a type of credential. Um, in some states, it's called a license. You're a licensed vet tech. Other states, it's a registration. So you can be a, an RVT, a registered vet tech. 
In Florida, the, the credentials are certifications, so you're, you become a CVT. However, one of the problems is that you don't, in Florida, you're not required to have any kind of credentials to be able to work. I think Florida is only one of maybe 11 or 12 states in the country left that uh, don't require credentials. You think that's going to change? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, would you, you wouldn't think twice about, uh, you know, would you, would you want to go to a, a, a doctor if you knew that the nurse that was going to come in and take your blood or do whatever is, would never went to, never had any formal education in being a nurse? You wouldn't stand for I that, wondered right? one time when I went to a nurse and all of a sudden she like, poked me 20 times. Yeah. I said, can't you practice on an orange yeah, first? right. <laughs> Well, the thing is, I mean, obviously in nursing, you, you need to have, you know, credentialing in order to work. You need uh, to have credentials in order to do nails, uh, to cut hair, to work on cars. But you don't need that to put an, a, a person's pet, their beloved pet, in a, a near-death, you know, state. When it makes sense, actually. When they administer anesthesia. Of course it does. So it's just a matter of time before that changes in this state. Uh, so the vet techs that are working time. around the country in those say, 11 states partake are not going to have a choice. They're going to have to go to school and get certified if they want to stay in the business. Well, right now they don't have to. Right. In the other states they do. Eventually, yes. though. Right, right. Exactly. Now, even in Florida, most veterinarians recognize the importance of uh, of having a, a, a well-educated, trained uh, veterinary technician. So they're more desirable, and, and employers generally want to hire folks that do have an education in it. What's your website if people want to find out more information? hccfl.edu. Just look up the Vet Tech program under Departments. Once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. And you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Vince Santonzi. I'm Lexi Laugh. And I'm Zach Newton. Don't forget to check us out at TalkinPets.com, T-A-L-K-I-N Pets.com, TalkinPets.com. And please join us on Facebook and Twitter. Be part of the family there. But you can give us a call. We're open uh, to your questions, medical and behavior, your comments, your stories at 844-287-2876, 844-287-2876. So pick up the phone and give us a call. Dr. Vince, you were talking about um, earlier about cats being indoors, which, of course, my cats are indoors, and I... I Totally, 100% condone that. Um, the thing is, though, you want to make sure that cats can get overweight, fat, from just laying around, right? Absolutely. So how do you? what's your recommendations on stimulating a cat indoors? Because they're not going to get the exercise that they would outside. Yeah. Uh, the big thing is don't overfeed them. People tend to overfeed their animals, and I think that's probably the, the primary cause of obesity in pets. What folks don't really realize is that 
cats don't need much more than 200 to 230 calories per day, which, you know, depending on the food you use, that's maybe a half a cup of some foods per day. I have prescription food uh-huh. for my cat, and right. based on his weight, he has to have one cup a day. Yeah. But I stick to that. I measure it out one cup a day, and he doesn't get any more food. If he eats it in the one day, he's not getting more. Sure. And folks, uh, you know, when they go to their vet, their vet should be able to get, tell them what kind of food they're using. The vet should be able to, to give them an idea of how much of that food to, to feed. Or even, you know, you can even figure it out on your, on your own. Just look at the bag, uh, see how many calories are in a cup. And again, most cats, 200, 225 calories per day, uh, that's it. It's a lot more complicated for dogs because it depends on the dog's lifestyle. You know, is it a working dog? If it, is it a small breed? Uh, a puppy, obviously a puppy is going to need more calories. So you want to work that out with your vet. But for cats, it's pretty, pretty standard. Um, it's, it's about, like I said, 200 to 250 and 250 calories per day is probably pushing it for most cats. But Now, I was told, too, the older the cat gets, um, the more moist, cat in particular, the more moist food they need. Um, I think that's just probably anecdotal. I've, you know, I don't subscribe to that. You know, there's, there's good points and bad points about giving them canned versus uh, dry food. Of course, dry food is really good. Kibble is really much better for uh, teeth. teeth and, you know, keeping the tartar off the teeth. So um, we give our cats a mix. We usually give them canned food as a treat every once in a while. Um, but uh, we go mostly with, with dry. But, again, it's up to the owners. I, I don't think there's any one particular uh, formula. What happens when you start seeing and when a cat goes to the bathroom, one if you see a very moist poop, like diarrhea kind of, mm-hmm. or there is the natural, and tell us exactly what you think natural poop should look like from a cat, or there's the ones that come out like petrified wood. Right. Well, again, there's no um, one answer to what the poop should look like. Obviously, if the cat has very, very loose feces, um, and it's that's unusual for the cat, then there could be a problem, dietary indiscretion, uh, you know, colitis, inflammatory bowel disease. So there's a number of reasons. That my cat actually has that. The inflam- yeah. He has the bowel, the inflammatory bowel disease. Right. So, so. he has, mo- it's moisture. Like I just, it's like soft. Sure. Almost like diarrhea. Yeah. And every owner knows pretty much what their cat's normal, mm-hmm. you know, consistency is. And the important thing to be really attuned to is changes from, from, what the cat normally has so you really can't i mean there are certain degrees of um, you know how much moisture or how much water is going to be in the feces um, for different cats and it varies so there's there's not one you know right answer to that obviously excesses in either direction are bad if, if you know if the cat has diarrhea and it's it's completely liquid that's not good mm-hmm. um, but you know some some cats is, and our, we have three cats and we see they, they vary widely. I do have a question about food. I'm yeah. getting a new kitten. I'm moving in about a month, and I'm getting a new kitten. And he is on this prescription food. He cannot eat any other food. Otherwise, he will just have uncontrollable diarrhea. Is this the cat? That's that your his? older cat? Yes, this is Mordecai, my older cat. Okay. He'll be two at the end of this month. Uh-huh. And so he's on this prescription. It's prescription ID. It's right. the food that he has to eat. Is She can eat that. Is That's not going to hurt her, right? 
The kitten? The kitten. Well, you know, you should probably put the kitten on a different food. It's kind of tough to do that when you have one cat eating one kind of food. It's it's hard to separate them. I mean, we one of our cats likes to eat our dog's food. So, you know, we're always having to try to keep them apart. But um, a kitten should probably be on something that's got a little bit of a, a different uh, content of fat. But as she gets older, it shouldn't be... A problem? No, once she gets older, it, it, but it, it probably wouldn't be as much of a problem. Um, you know, the food's not going to really hurt her. It's just that as a kitten, she should she probably shouldn't be eating that. I'd go with okay any um, you know any Afco labeled kitten food. kitten food. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure that she could eat it when she got older, at least because it's going to be nearly impossible for me to keep him right. from eating her food it's not i don't care if she eats his food right as long as she's not going to get hurt by it but he can't eat her food right because of his inflammatory yeah bowel he'll just, he just will get really sick and he can't eat it yeah is he on any medications for that or just um, the food nope just the food I, i've taken him to the vet i take him every year so uh-huh. when it first happened they gave me some type of and like uh thingy to put in his mouth like some type of liquid mm-hmm. but um and I kept him on that for probably about like three or four weeks. But after that, they just said, put him on this food. And if it gets better, then he's fine. And he's normal. He acts completely normal. Nothing's different about him except right. for he just has to eat that food. You know, we see a lot of that in cats. Um, and uh, I, I really don't know why, but they have a lot of, a lot more inflammatory, an irritable type bowel situations than um, I, I see in dogs, at least in my experience. And uh, I always, you know, sort of just jokingly tell my students that cats are are little uh, immune machines where they always have some sort of a, you know, an immune system inflammatory thing somewhere in their body, whether it's on their skin or in their intestines or, or you know, wherever. Uh, and it just seems that way. I mean, cats, like I say, they get a lot of inflammatory bowel disease. And they also get lymphoma, too, in their intestines, which sometimes it's hard to distinguish the two. But yeah, if you can control it with diet, yeah, it, if he, if he's on that food, he's fine. Nothing yeah. happens. He's like a normal cat. You'd never like. I've actually taken him to, the last time I took him to the vet, which was the beginning of this year. They said he looks completely healthy and like because he's a little overweight. But they said with his condition that that's good because a lot of times with what happens is they get underweight. Right. So, but he's the doctor said that I'm doing fine. So I love when you uh, I'm talking to a client and I'm like your your cat's a little bit overweight and the client says he's not overweight he's just got a small head. You know, like, <laughs> Mordecai does he honestly does have a small head. I have had more <laughs> than one person tell me your cat's head is unusually small. Our cat Leroy has a smaller head too. Yeah, that's <gasps> funny. I love it. But you know, speaking of I think food, mine are both normal. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of food, you know, there is a, uh, you might be interested in this. There's, now it's not new. It's been out now for a couple of years, but there's a a prescription diet for cats with hyperthyroidism. It's called YD. Hills makes it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've had your cats on it. John. Would that substitute for the medication? Though? It can early in the disease. I have known people who have, when their cats were diagnosed with hyperthyroidism, they just put them on this food. They were prescribed the food by their veterinarian, and it controlled it for a while. Uh, but then after a while, they they did have to go on the medication as well. But um, in in early stages or in mild stages. 
the food alone could you know could uh control it and you might want to try your cats on it anyway that's the hard part though when you when you have your cats on a certain diet it's hard to switch them to another thing because they is. get so finicky mm-hmm. yep they're so picky yep and another good thing to remember is whenever you switch your uh, either your cat or your dog's food from one type to another always do it slowly you know, gradually don't, hey, you don't want to stop one day with one food and then start the next day with another food because that will really cause them to you know, have that can cause diarrhea and, and things like that as well so that's always what I, do a gradual because that's what i had thought it was at first and i like kept trying to feed him the food and it just got worse and worse yeah yeah gradual changes once again you're listening to talking pets pick up the phone and give us a call at 844-287-2876 if you have a question or a comment once again i'm john patch i'm dr vince santonzi i'm lexi lab and i'm zach Buden. That's 844-287-2876. You're listening to Talkin' Pets. If you're interested in monkeys, here's your opportunity for an unforgettable hands-on experience. Join our awesome volunteer program at International Primate Rescue in South Africa for your daily dose of interaction with the sanctuary's wide variety of mischievous monkeys. This is your chance to monkey around and make a difference to our rescued primates. Like the International Primate Rescue Facebook page or book your visit today at iprescue.org. That's www.iprescue.org. It's DesignerPetSweaters.com, the latest fashion trends for our furry friends. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit DesignerPetSweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. DesignerPetSweaters.com Hey there, pet parents. This is Christy Vaughn, host of The Doggy Dish. Do you love your furry companion? Do you love making him or her healthy treats but can't seem to find the time? Great news. The Doggy Dish is the perfect show for you. Every episode is chock full of healthy and easy recipes that are made with ingredients you most likely have on hand. Tune into The Doggy Dish for yummy and healthy recipes for your canine kids. Every week, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. New Year's resolutions for you and your pets. Or the Talking Pets News Brief, I'm Lexi Lapp. New Year's resolutions aren't just for people. Here are a few ways you can make the make them include your pets. Resolve to get more exercise with your pets this year. Do things together. Play catch, take them on long walks, or jog together. The extra exercise will be good for both of you. Start a new activity with your pet. It could be a doga, doggy yoga, a group exercise class, or obedience training. Or maybe you want to try something a bit more adventurous like water sports or long hikes. Cats can also benefit from stimulation and exercise. There are always the laser pointers or wand 
But maybe you can find something else that will get your cat going. Maybe it's just a catnip toy or a crinkly ball. Resolve to groom your pet every day. Brushing does more than just resolve. remove the excess fur before it gets all over your sofa or rugs. It helps distribute the oils from the skin to the fur, keeping the coat shiny and healthy. It's also a great way to bond with your pet. A simple way to show them you love them. Reporting from Talking Pets, I'm Lexi Lab. And Happy New Year to everybody listening out there to Talking Pets. Have you made a New Year's resolution this year? Have you, Dr. Vince? Yes. <laughs> My New Year's resolution is not to make any more New Year's resolutions. I actually like that one. Lexi? Me and Mike are not drinking soda. Soda? Yeah. Okay. Well, you seem to be like the rest of the world. They're all trying to span away from that as well. Good thing I didn't know you part of my company. I think soda stocks are down. <laughs> um, and Zach, what about you? New Year's resolution? Uh, Yeah, I want to drop 50 pounds. That's I like that one. That's a good one. Yeah. Why are you holding it? <laughs> uh, you know what it is with weight, though? I always try to lose it, but it always it ends up finding me. Uh, uh, it's the beer. I think no, I, you come know, on. You guys didn't get that? I haven't really Terrible. thought about a New Year's resolution. I kind of have, and I kind of didn't. But I think if I have to think of one, it would be to... And I saw this in a movie the other night I was watching, and I think it's a good New Year's, New Year's resolution. It's to find me. Hmm. That's a good one. Yeah, I like that one. Well, are you, you I can dig it. You're not supposed to tell what you're... You, oh, no, that's a birthday wish. Yeah. <gasps> okay. <laughs> so, But I like that one now. To find you? Yeah. So, Did you lose you? Sometimes along the way. For yeah. a minute. Yeah. 844-287-2876. 844-287-2876 is the number. Pick up the phone. Give us a call if you've got a question, a comment, or a story. How was your New Year's? 844-287-2876. I've got to ask you, since we're talking about you know New Year's and so on and so forth, Dr. Vince, I'm sure somewhere along the line you always see it in videos and it's a big no-no. But there's always alcohol involved. I mean, Lord and Barry was here that day. We were doing our New Year's celebrating on the show in the third hour of the program, so we had it, but we were home. Um, so, but being home or wherever, there's pets around, dogs, cats, or whatever, and whether they get into alcohol or people give it to them, which is a huge no-no, um, how bad is that detrimental to a dog or a cat, for instance, if they get into alcohol? It's bad. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's not good. Um, cats probably have a harder time metabolizing it, so it's it may be a little bit worse for them as well. But um, you just you shouldn't do it, uh, and certainly don't let your your dog or cat you know drive after drinking. That's <laughs> absolute no no. But uh, no, you you shouldn't you shouldn't do it. And most of the the holiday, the big problem really with dogs and cats around the holidays, dogs especially, is not that people are getting them drunk, but that people are feeding them more because they're getting table scraps. And, you know, we see a lot. Of, I think the worst day for seeing pancreatitis in dogs is like the day after Thanksgiving because people are giving them all of this turkey fat from the, you know, the dinner table and, and all that. So, Well, they all think it's good because, you know, it's like, oh, wow, that tastes so good, you know, and my dog's going to love this, but they don't realize the fact that oh, yeah, it's, it's not good. No, it's not. You I, shouldn't give your dog or cat more than 10%. Or some people have the perception it's going to go to waste. So yeah. rather than it go to waste, let's, let's give it, it to, to the, the dog. Yep. Yeah, bad idea. My cat doesn't even like human food. Like That's good. All, all animals beg, and he is no exception. I have a couple pictures of him trying to steal my boyfriend's cereal. Um, but he... 
will come up and I let him sniff and he'll just walk away. You know, That's all he wants. You know what freaks me out is my parrots when they eat chicken. Uh, like, <laughs> do you know you're eating your cousin? <laughs> why, like, why do you feed your parrots chicken? They eat anything. They eat pasta. They'll eat chicken. Uh, I don't really give them a lot of that. I keep them on um, a pellet diet, which is the best if you can keep them on that. And then I give them fresh fruits and vegetables. Um, mm-hmm. But then I also give them seed, which is like candy. Um, so I try not to give them a lot of that. Um, but they seem to do well with it. I mean, let alone that diet that I've kept my birds on, Mickey, that passed away this past year, mm-hmm. um, my, my one parrot, I had her for 30, 31 years, and her life expectancy was 25 years. Yeah. So she did well. I knew a cat that liked ramen noodles. Like, it was one of my friend's cats, and if you were eating ramen noodles, she'd come up and eat your noodles, and I thought it was the weirdest thing she ever. she a Japanese bobtail? No, I don't, maybe. She was so cute. She was, a, she was like a little kitty. I called her little kitty, because she just was little, and she would come up when, and eat your noodles, and I just thought it was so weird to watch a cat eat noodles. Not even making me hungry. <laughs> that is pretty funny. I like those ramen noodles. You ever had them? Yeah, they're good. I lived off them so when did I was in I. college. When I was in college. Yeah, yeah. It was, that must be the college diet. It is, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Me and Mike are getting there. My cat was actually my, my female cat. All of a sudden, I don't know what she's gotten into, but whenever I order I Chinese and I get Chinese at the takeout and I'll bring it home and I'll sit in front of the TV and eat it, that nose goes up and I'm like, since when did you become a garbage kitty? I mean, get, like, <laughs> you eat your own cat, cat food. I mean, and she's like up. She's got that nose up on the table and I'm like, no, you put those paws up there. That's that's going to be the end of days. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, don't get them into the habit of eating of eating uh, human food. No, or, not good. No, I definitely have not gotten him in the habit. I just want him to know what it's more like he's curious of what I'm eating rather than like anything else. He doesn't. He doesn't care what the food is. He just wants to know what it is. Hey, well, spay and neuter your pets and help control the pet population. By the way, if you're going to adopt a pet, make sure you go to your local animal shelter or your rescue group and adopt from there. And by the way, um, if you were interested in becoming a vet tech, certified vet tech, you could check out Dr. Vince's website, which is hccfl.com. Edu. And, of course, check out TalkinPets.com, T-A-L-K-I-N, Pets.com. And please join us on Facebook and Twitter and become part of our family there. But once again, from myself, John Patch. And Dr. Vince Santonzi. Lexi Lapp. And Zach Buden. We say thanks for joining us here in this hour of Talking Pets. Talk to you again very soon. Take care. And once again, uh, Happy New Year. Have a great New Year. Hopefully 2015 is better than 2014. Let's Talk Pets. Every week, on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.